welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Guys, Quick and HTTP3 is the final boss and everyone is preparing and training and beefing up their software to support this beast. Uh, HAProxy is no different than Nginx, no different than Caddy, no different than Envoy, Linkerd, uh, Cloudflare, even client libraries like Cloudflare Quiche, whatever that thing is called, and other libraries, Rust libraries. I think it's, it's a Rust library. But yeah, everybody's preparing for this, and HA Proxy is one of them. And I want to go through some of the features that are available in HA Proxy 2.3, which is one of my favorite proxies, guys. If you don't know, uh, check out the video I made about HA Proxy. It's one of them, my favorite. Why? Because I really like the project management behind a uh, community behind the HA proxy because they have a very clean goal of what they are trying to support in this beautiful proxy they don't add fluff features just because it's popular they just say hey we're an http tcp proxy and they remain this for 20 years that's why it's stable lightweight to the point okay now obviously it is since it's an http tcp proxy it is a little bit behind compared to Envoy, compared to other uh, proxies. Why? Because they don't have a UDP listener. Okay, so it makes them a little bit behind com- to support Quick and HTTP three. Because why? Quick is on top of UDP. So let's go through the what they are trying to do in the two or three, what they have done, and uh, so I just uh, I'm gonna go through the things that I'm actually interested in. There's a lot of stuff that actually don't particularly interest me, but. You can, I'm going to link this uh, in the description so you can go through it. Let's uh, grab a beverage, sit down, relax. Let's go through it. Connection improvement, one of my favorite things. Let's zoom in so you guys uh, don't yell at me. Every time you yell at me that I don't zoom in enough. Okay, connection improvement. So what have they done to the module of the connection? Right. Contributors have been preparing HA proxy for Quick and HTTP3. There's been quite a bit of low-level work, which we think, of course. The connection layer was optimized to reduce the number of syscalls and several debugging entries were added to help us better spot anomalies. We always do this, right? When we want to d- identify new feature, we add as much logging as possible so we can identify if things are taking slow uh, we try oh we're, we're making this call hundred thousand times can we in a typed loop can you may move it above and do it once things like that right so uh, uh this helps any backend engineer really so like this kind of thing that they do is not thing new but 
something that uh, best practice. Listeners have been reworked and related structures have been reorganized to better suit the new design. File descriptors are no longer manipulated by a listener layer and everything needed to register a quick protocol based on UDP should be in place. So they're talking about quick. I don't know if they support native UDP listener as part of this effort. I hope they does. They does. I hope they do because UDP UDP routing is is as proof to be a valid use case. Like I mean, what if I want to do a WebRTC? I building my own game and I want to do just random UDP routing. I'm gonna use HA proxy. Why are you not allowing me to do that? Just not just for quick, right? Anything else? DNS. I don't know if you why you want to write DNS, but sure you can, right? Um. Apart from changes targeting HTTP3, HAProxy now gives you more control over the Linux TCP Keep Alive feature. So TCP Keep Alive lets the Linux kernel know when a peer on the other end of a connection has stopped responding and that it's safe to close the idle connection. Because how do you know if the, if the other peer is alive or not? You have to send some sort of propping, right? Say, hey, are you alive? Are you alive? Are you alive? So Linux have this feature built in the, the kernel where you can essentially enable TCP keep alive for a specific socket or processes and then automatically if that it will send these probes and if a number of probes didn't get a reply it will say hey you know what it looks like um, the, the guy did right let's just close the connection so what did what did the chip proxy do it's a proxy in previous releases and I'll allow you to enable this TCP keep alive feature that is in, in in the Linux, but apparently it didn't allow you to play with the with the default values. So you are stuck essentially with the defaults. Like, hey, uh, you only get this much props, and after this much interval, you're done. You want to control this based on process level, and that's what they gave you essentially. So they gave you low level control, finer level control over this. If you're interested, instead of just changing a system level change in the kernel that apply to all processes, which might not be desired, you can do it now. That's good. I think this is very good. So you all of this stuff. SysProcol is one of the other things that they added. This is this is the protocol where you essentially log events on your server. Uh, that corresponding thing in Windows called, I think, Windows Event Manager, wherever that thing is called. Uh, not, not much interested in that. You can read through this. This, this is just that they are supporting UDP and TCP uh, listeners on the syslog protocol. Load balancing! What did they do about load balancing? Let's take a look. The balance directive sets the load balancing algorithm HAProxy will use to balance traffic across servers. Common values include route robin, the least amount of connections, the hash-based algorithm like source and URI, unified resource identifier. When you set it as balanced URI, HAProxy selects a server based on a hash of the URL path. So if you're going to, I don't know, slash to do slash create, then every time you go to that path, you can essentially balance and kind of hash your server, this URL, so that every request that goes through slash to do slash create goes always to the same server for certain reasons. Like you're caching something. That's a bad example for create. You're not caching create, right? As I know, slash to do slash get, right? Give me the to do list. If you're always going to the same URL, going to multiple servers can hit, 
you you will do a cache miss, right? If you're going to the same server, that's great. That's what URL does. Some users reported inconsistency in the URL between HTTP2 and HTTP1. And that's what they reported here. If you use HTTP2, you get different behavior. You use HTTP1, you get different behavior. And, and we know why, because HTTP1 has a certain in-wire protocol versus HTTP2 has a completely different in-wire uh, constructs and, and protocol, right? So what they did here says, okay, you know what? We're going to add a new option called path only to kind of... Uh, force you to only pick the path, not the path plus the domain. I think that's what's happening here. In HTTP2, it's it's treating the path and the domain as the hash. So if you're routing HTTP1 versus HTTP2, you get different results, which is it could be not desirable. But they are making consistent stuff. The balanced random algorithm has been also improved. So random, what is happening is, as a client, I make a request to proxy and HR proxy picks a random back in server and sends that request to it okay if it's if, if it returns a server whose max connection value has been reached what will do meaning that the connection are now queued up right because hey you have the max number of connection on the server you cannot no longer create any connection what HA proxy do does in this case it start queuing up on that server and the problem with this is you just overwhelm that server so every time you do a random and if you randomly picked up that bad server that is just overwhelmed you're just gonna queue up queue up and queue up all these requests on that server so what they essentially did is they fixed that by saying okay it will now add the request to the back end's queue and not the server's queue so the server's queue is the physical machine on the back end well doesn't have to be a machine you get my point the physical server that you're hitting while the backend is the logical construct that uh HA proxy have right if you say hey go to this backend and this backend can have multiple servers so the queuing is now moved up a higher level so if that server is uh maxed out it just go to another server because it's a higher level we're not stuck at that uh, server level queuing up that's good good feature loud balancing all that stuff it was also found that some load balancing algorithms such as round robin, static RR, static round robin, least connection first. If a request had been queued in the backend, it was due to a previous attempt at finding a suitable server after trying all of them. See, so you, you were doing, they were doing the work to check all of them. Say, hey, is it good? Is it good? Is it good? Well, none of them is good. Let me queue that up right and when the minute you queue it up if another request comes you just did all the work again to check all the servers so the engineers optimize this so that if the condition is met the next request will skip the part where each server is tried and instead go directly to the backend <laughs> that's a nice optimization you gotta agree on this one in a test environment, this change increased the request rate from 110k to 148 RPS request per second for 200 saturated servers on the eight uh, threads. Good stuff. The least connection algorithm has been improved to take the queue length into account when dispatching requests, right? So that if, the, if the queue is already filled, I'm not going to dispatch extra information there. That's good. That means this, if that if the server has a lot of queued requests, we want to hammer it with extra connection. Essentially, just 
guys, what, what can we learn from this stuff? We can learn a lot, right? Thinking about, first of all, monitoring and just looking at your behavior of how the server, how things work. That's why I always scream at backend engineer. Guys, you got to understand how your stuff works. You can't just treat it as a, ba- as a black box. Because when you understand, you can improve. If you don't understand, if, you, if everything is magic to you, we hate magic in this channel, right? We're anti-magic, right? Even in Dark Souls, I never play as a mage. I only play as a steel knight. That's what I do. We hate magic. We don't like magic. No to magic. You got to understand everything. Anything that you're interacting with, at least. Casho, casho this. Cash for this car. Cash. What did they do in the cash? HAProxy introduced a small object cache in 1.8. I didn't know that, by the way. That allows caching of objects up to tune the buffer size. So they, they're whatever the buffer size, that's the maximum thing. For what? A purpose is offload fetching small files such as fav icon. Ah, this stupid fav icon, which nobody uses. JavaScript, CSS files, static stuff. You can store it in HAProxy. Remember, guys, HAProxy is not a web server, and they make it very clear that they are not a web server. They support these small things for you to make it a little bit convenient. But they are very clear, and I really respect that. They are focusing on being a proxy because that's a huge, big task, right? You can be both a web server and a proxy. That's fine, but... The amount of work is technically doubled. There is a lot of work that that a web server is doing that the HA proxy uh, or the proxy is doing is is not definitely always overlapped. That's a lot of work. There's If you find a bug here, you have to fix it here. So much complicated stuff here. Although it also lends itself well caching dynamic content for a short duration, such as news, announcements, message stuff. So it's very good. Right? What did they do? Version 1.9, we expanding the idea by increasing the maximum heap object size to 2 gigabyte. So you can store an object up to 2 gigabyte. I don't know. It's like you store a movie. That's kind of an overkill. And increasing the total cache size to 4 GB. All right. So then you can, and you can uh, which can be defined using this. Nice. HAProxy 2.3 continued to build on this and add support for expires header, which instruct HAProxy how long it should cache the response. Because it makes sense, like caching is the worst. Caching stuff, now we have to deal with when do you invalidate the cache? How, do you, how long should you keep it there? Uh, is, is this thing still fresh? All this stuff. HAProxy already supported the con- control cache HTTP header, the cache also now supports e-tags, which I talked about right here if you're interested to know more about that. E-tags, if none match, all that stuff. So if the object didn't change, it will return 304 instead of the full object. That's good because returning that in the wire just kind of uh, kills perf- uh, bandwidth, right? So returning 304 is just kind of, uh, it's better for the lifetime of the network. HRProxy will now also reject any configuration that has a duplicate cache section name hmm i wonder why maybe cache poisoning attacks maybe http smuggling who knows all right they're also adding two new methods to the cache response.cache hit whether it tells you i think whether you hit the cache or not because that's important information right whether i hit the cache 
and you can you want to deliver this information to the user hey by the way i just hit the cache hey i did not hit the cache and it tells you the cache name that you just hit tls enhancements what did they do for tls before http 2.2 and this is all certificate and its associated key had to be combined into a single pem formatted file before proxy get loaded i hated this so much and i complained so much to the ha proxy team about this like why do i have to tee the key and my full chain into a single file for ha proxy to load it it was so annoying so apparently they fixed that but people still complain because you have to have the same file name <laughs> to me i don't have it. i don't i don't see that's a problem to me if you give it the same name i'll just make it the same name Apparently, they just added another directive to, to remove the extension. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, right? So that's a nice and standard. But just in 2.2, that's, to me, that's enough. Just adding the ability to differentiate the two guys, I'm good. I don't, I don't really need uh, more than that. A very powerful but infrequently used feature of HAProxy's generate certificate. Oh, I didn't know that they can generate certificate. Can they connect to, like, Let's Encrypt? It looks like the... I don't think so, but it connects to a, a custom CA certificate, right? which allows HAProxy to dynamically generate SSL certificate when provided with a CA certificate and its private key. Obviously, we don't have uh, Let's Encrypt private key, so that's that's out of the question. But that uh, just allows you to, I guess, um, if you have like a Kubernetes cluster and you have a, your own CA, uh, that, would be, that would be a good uh, suggestion. Let me know in the comment section if you like this stuff. This is good stuff. HAProxy can encrypt connections to backend server using TLS and also populate the host name sent in the TLS SNI extension via SNI field on the server line. So I talked about SNI, guys. If you're interested, check out the video right here. Uh, server name indication is the ability. Uh, essentially, here's, here's the problem, right? If I have a website and I host it on a domain, usually for the longest time, that domain points to one IP address so a single IP address to us serves one website only. But that's very expensive because IP addresses are expensive. So what you do is how can I host multiple hosts, multiple domains, multiple websites on the same IP address? Meet SNI. That's a short, short thing of it. It will allow you to, during TLS to specify which host you want to connect to. And the backend server will know, oh, you want to example.com. This is the directory, for example.com. Here is the certificate, for example.com. Go do your thing. Oh, you want to go to HusseinNasser.com? Here is, here is the thing. Same IP address, different domains. You can do that. Right? What does uh, HAProxy do in the backend? I'm talking about frontend. In the backend, when you connect in this way with SNI, HAProxy has the ability to reuse connections to the backend server, right? This, we talked about that many times. You create a connection. It's nice to reuse the connection as long as it's going to the same server. Because reusing connection, the idea of pooling, beautiful, right? I don't have to create a new connection. However, that is only true if you are not using SNI in the backend. Because if you're using SNI, that connection is kind of was created to go to that domain. Yeah, it's the same server, but it's a different domain. So if, you, if, a, if one request came in, to a completely different domain, it's not safe to point the back end to use that connection. 
because it's a different SNI. It could be a different SNI. So what what HA proxy said, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I, I don't care. So they mark that connection, if it's a SNI enabled, as private. That means it's only, again, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, if anyone in front of the proxy team listening. That means that connection is only used by the requester, by, th- by that client connection. So almost, so it's almost like a, it's a layer four proxy at this point. Every time you make a request from that IP, it will always go to that server. That's my understanding of private. It's not shared. So essentially, it's not load balance. And the worst thing is every time you make another request, even to the same SNI, technically to the same domain, it's all, HA proxy is always creating a new connection. So that's obviously a waste because we know all of these guys going to the same domain, right? Be- Remember, HA proxy said, hey, SNI, bleh. Just said, no, it's private. They, they, they don't even check the value of SNI. So they said, guys, the community said, hey, most of the time we're hard coding this stuff anyway. So you guys know, you have the knowledge in the configuration that we're going to the same server. So you can filter out the connections that are the same SNI and then point us to the same level. Please don't create new connections. So this release allows you reusing the connection that hard code the SNI backend. I know this we're in the weed, but going to the weed on these things makes you appreciate the work that those people are doing. It's a lot of work. Everybody, man, they are doing so much work. And my job as a, as I guess, as your host, the backend engineering show here, is just to kind of open your eyes to the work that is being done instead of just randomly using it. And yeah, just giving, giving, the, giving the engineers some love. Love to you guys. Love to the HA proxy community. Observability, I don't care about this stuff. But essentially, you can read through this. There's a lot of observability stuff. They added a lot of observability. Open tracing. If you're into kinky microservices, uh, you can do open tracing. Sure thing. What else? What else? I think that's it, guys. That's what, I'm, what I wanted to talk about. All right, guys. I think that's it. I'm not going to go through the rest of stuff. So I'm going to uh, link it below uh, for you. But uh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Very, very interesting changes. Um, hope you enjoyed this video. And guys, uh, my name is Hussein, and I discuss back in engineering this channel. So uh, if you're interested in stuff, subscribe, hit that like button, check out the other content on the channel, and I'm going to see you on the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye.